everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Myla Lani. And I'm Junie, and you're listening to Sustain Loving Kindness. In this podcast, we talk about why it's important to take care of our planet and how we can help. Hey everyone, and welcome back for another episode. Today, we will be talking about pets and their waste. Mainly dogs and cats, since Junie and I are both dog owners and I've had a cat before, but these can apply to other pets. For example, you can use the paper from your shredder for your hamster's bed if you have one. But since the majority of us majority of us have dogs and cats, that's what we'll be talking about. If you have a rabbit or a snake or anything else, DM us on Instagram and we'll post tips on those on social media for you to see. So, let's get started. Alright guys, the first thing we're going to talk about is pet body waste. And I'm pretty sure like, what? This is so not what I signed up for. I'm going to go look <laughs> at another episode. But the thing is, pet body waste actually is some of the biggest waste that they can make. Like the bags and the cat litter and all that. So first I'm going to talk about doggy bags. Um, you want to make sure that you can buy the ones that say they can decompose or are biodegradable. And not just, you know, the regular old mutt mitt or whatever at the dog <laughs> park. I mean, unless you absolutely don't have any bags, then you can use those. But if you have biodegradable bags, then you should use them. And one thing I wanted to mention is that you need to do your research because some actually won't decompose like they say they do. They have to meet certain restrictions or something like that. I looked it up and it there were these scientists that did this um, experiment and they took the bags, they put them at the bottom of the ocean, dug them in a landfill, everything, and three years they were still intact, three years later. And... They're like, okay, well, this company is lying about what they're saying. And one of the ones that I found that you could buy is bio bags. Those ones decompose, and it's a lot better for the planet. And some of you might be thinking, well, why don't I just leave my dog's waste on the ground? Like, isn't that just better to not use a bag at all? And you should always pick up your dog's waste no matter what because it actually can be really harmful to the environment. And the reason for that is dog waste is really toxic. And it can land on in the wrong place and the wrong plant can use it as compost. And, you know, it could be a blackberry bush or something and whoever eats out of that blackberry bush can get really, really sick. So there's a chain reaction that comes out of that. Um... For cat litter, uh, it's been a while since I've had cats. I had them up until I was seven, but I don't remember it that much. And so I did my research, and I've got some tips on eco-friendly cat litter. You want to choose cat litter with sustainable ingredients. You want to make sure that it has things like recycled compressed paper, wood shavings, corn, grass seed, pine, wheat, sawdust, and a ton of other just natural ingredients. You don't want any of that lab-made stuff. And you also want to make sure that it doesn't have silica in it because it can be harmful to your cat and it can also be harmful to you. And then uh, one last thing I wanted to mention is that you want to seal it 
in a biodegradable bag. You can use the bags I just mentioned about dogs, and you can toss it in the dumpster, and it'll decompose in the landfill. And then one thing for dog and cat waste that you want to remember is it actually is possible to compost your pet's waste say you will have you just you don't take your dog on a walk but you let him out in your backyard let them do their thing and let them back in I know plenty of people who do that um so you can compost it however you want to do it in a spot that's different from where you use your compost for food gardening you know your mom or dad's planter box where you get your carrots or your strawberries or whatever don't put it in there Put it for a non-edible plant like roses or sunflowers or a cactus, something that you know you're not going to eat from. Yes, and I would like to make a quick mention about the um, the waste bags. Is at um, Lauren Singer's shop, um, package free shop. They sell like paper paper waste bags I guess you could call them so they're like just little pouches that you it comes with a little um little sheet of paper I guess or cardstock that you just scoop it in the little pouch and throw it away um now you could argue that these are better or worse because they are made out of trees obviously but I believe that they are made out of recycled material um and it's obviously not plastic so that's good I haven't tried them personally but that's just another option. And now I'm going to talk about dog food and cat food. So when you are, there isn't really, as far as I know, there isn't a zero, like a completely zero waste option of buying um, dog food especially. I am not familiar with cat food at all, but I do have a couple tips. Um, so I'm going to start off when you are just, uh, walking through the store, PetSmart, Petco, wherever you, wherever you buy your, um, pet food, you can look on the bags and see if they're made out of recycled materials or if they are recyclable. Uh, this will be, this will quite easily eliminate, or you'll be able to eliminate all sorts of, um, materials that aren't recyclable just by looking at the packaging and it's pretty easy to tell um and then another really important thing to consider is and and this kind of food is better for your pets as well but make sure that you're not buying any food uh with uh artificial chemical or not artificial chemicals but artificial colors um if you see on the packaging like like bright greens and oranges and blues um whatever colors, um, like super vibrant colors on the bag, it's most probably, most likely made out of um, artificial colors. And that's bad for uh, your pet's digestive system as well as the planet. And kind of piggybacking on that, uh, it's really important to make sure that the dog food or cat food, whatever food, is made out of um, natural ingredients or just really good ingredients. Just like humans, when you're walking through um, wherever you buy your groceries, you want to put good food in your body because that's how you fuel your... <laughs> that's how you fuel yourself. Um, and it's the same with your pets. And the most natural ingredients are the best for the planet. It kind of goes hand in hand. 
Um, and then with cats, I'd like to mention some people, um, well, a way of buying cat food is in those little plastic containers with the wet cat food. And again, I would like to preface that I am not familiar with cats in any way. I've never had a cat. This is just the research that I've done. Um, so if you, if your cat has like a special, um, uh, condition where they can't have dried pet food, and they only need what pet food, that is definitely um, a different situation. But just try to stay away from those single-use uh, single little plastic um, containers, individually wrapped is what I was trying to say, um, because they're just super bad for the planet. But if you do need to, like if, if your vet does tell you that your cat can't have dry food, um, and they need the wet food, you can reuse, um, you can reuse those little plastic jars, um, and try to find one that, try to find food that's either made out of recycled content or that is recyclable, um, same with dog food, that's always best. And the last thing that I'm going to talk about, uh, this is actually really cool, I just found out about it a couple months ago. Um, with the dog food, you know how you always buy, well, I have two really huge, like 60 pound dogs. So we buy our dog food in huge, um, huge bags and that reduces waste as well because, um, if you think about how much plastic or how much material it takes to make a little bag and how many times that little bag goes into one big bag, it's just better. <laughs> Anyways, um... No matter the size of the pet food bag, you can, there's a DIY you can do that you can reuse them to make it to um, a reusable bag. So you could take it shopping or, I don't know, a picnic, picnic bag, a beach bag, whatever you want to use it for, you can. So basically what you do is, now depending on the size of the bag, you can either cut it in half or just cut the top off. And then with whatever you cut off, you cut... Uh, again, this is all personal preference. You cut, well, I cut an inch strip um, between an inch and two inches, two, two of those, so two strips, um, and then you can just stitch them onto either side of the bag, and also an important part is cleaning them. Make sure, make sure that you clean your bags before you uh, reuse it. Um, and so, yeah, whenever you whenever you get to the bottom of a bag, instead of just throwing it away, that is a really cool way to reuse them. Yeah, and so with food, I highly recommend that you definitely buy your dog's food. I don't recommend that you make it because you could do something wrong that could uh, potentially harm them. But you can make your own dog treats. There, I've found plenty of recipes on them on Pinterest. And I can find some and try them out and let you guys know on our blog or Pinterest page which ones worked best for us. I also have a huge dog, like at least 70 pounds. And he loves treats. And he eats them up all the time you know, when he's being good, and <laughs> yeah, he just likes having treats, and I don't think he really cares what's in it as long as it's good for him. Yeah. And then another thing for when you have a younger dog, maybe, 
is dog toys. Um, dog toys can actually make a lot of waste. So you want to make sure that you buy ones that you won't have to buy again for a long time. Um, so my dog, he is almost three, and he still plays with toys like he's a puppy. Um, we've had him for about a year from when I recorded this episode. Um, he, Since we got him, he has torn up two Kongs, a large number of tennis balls, a rope, and a Frisbee. And probably a bunch of other things, but that I can't remember. And he usually doesn't tear anything up anything unless he knows that it's his. Like, he doesn't tear up his bed or a blanket. But he will chew up his toys. And so we've just had to throw them away because you can't really do much with a bunch of ripped up pieces of tennis ball or a rope or anything. And so right now he has a rope an indestructible Kong that size extra large, a Kong ball that he can't tear up, and a tire that he got from Santa. And that was last Christmas, and he already tore the ropes off the tire, but so now it's just a tire, but he still carries it in his mouth. Um, so right now he hasn't made any waste from that, but Try to, when you get your dog, or like when you get a dog, try to experiment with them, see which toys they can tear up and which ones they don't, and then buy them the toys you know that they're not going to be able to tear up, but that you know they're going to play with. That way then you're not going to have so much waste from buying them a tennis ball again and again and again, only for them to keep tearing it up. And then... Your dogs can be big or small, so buy the toys according to their size, and then see if you can recycle the packaging that it comes in. Yes, and also I recommend looking at a website called Earth Hero. Uh, I talk about this on our Instagram a lot, but they have um, all sorts of, it's basically just a huge marketplace for all sorts of different um, eco-friendly products, anything you can think of, and more. Um, and going along with that, Earth Hero has a big section for pets. So, um, you can find all sorts of eco-friendly, uh, doggy toys on there that are made to last and that are made of recycled, um, recycled materials and that are just much better than whatever you could buy, um, at PetSmart. And I would like to talk about... Um, pet hygiene a little bit. So with pets, there's not a whole lot that goes into the hygiene. Um, I give my dog a bath just about every month. In fact, it's recommended that you don't do it more often than once a month because it can dry out their skin. Um, so there's really, I just shampoo it with no conditioner or anything, but some dogs or cats um, do require more pampering if you, um, if that's what you want, and that's totally fine. So I'd like to talk about, um, now these products aren't just sold at On Earth Hero, but that's just where I'm, that's just the website I'm going to talk about. Um, so while I was on, while I, while I was browsing the website looking for, I don't know what, I can't remember, but I came across something called a doggy shampoo bar. And in the last episode, I talked about how I use a shampoo bar for myself. Um, And so I thought it was super cool that I found one for dogs as well. I think they have a couple of different options for sensitive skin or for 
um, different breeds for puppies and for full-grown dogs, but that is obviously a package-free way to, um, uh, well, it just reduces plastic from the bottles. I have not found a conditioner bar for pets yet. I personally don't really think conditioning your um, pet's fur is necessary. Uh, I did have an, an aunt that conditioned her guinea pig's fur, but, but I really don't think it's necessary. So if you can, um, if you can avoid conditioner for your dogs and cats, that would be um, best. And again, it's not only on Earth here, these things I'm sure you could find in some certain stores, maybe in fa even farmer's markets. And, you know, when we write the blog post for this episode, I can do a, um, I could try out a recipe on Pinterest if you guys would like so that you can make your own, um, your own shampoo bar because that, um, could potentially reduce more waste, um, as well. Oh, and then also, um, dental hygiene. I don't know if you guys brush your pet's teeth at all. But I personally, with my dog, I just give her lots of, um, well, first of all, the kibble. My dog, of course, doesn't eat wet dog food. She's a golden retriever and she's uh, over 60 pounds. So she, the kibble, because it's so hard, it does clean your dog's teeth as well. I talked to my vet and she said that it really was not necessary to, to um, clean her teeth. But just give your pets, um, you can buy those little like hard um, toothbrush shaped. I think they're called greenies. Uh, I've heard that those are really good, but I, again, it's, it's personal preference, but I really think in whatever areas you can to just cut them out altogether. And I believe that conditioner and, um, toothbrushes and toothpaste is somewhere that you can just completely cut out altogether. Yeah. For dental hygiene, I haven't brushed my dog's teeth, and he gets them pretty dirty when he, you know, digs in the dirt and stuff, but um, he has a Kong, and Kongs are actually made to help clean your dog's teeth as well, and then he eats greenies a couple times a week, and he just thinks it's a treat, and he eats it, and so far we haven't had to brush his teeth. Yeah, yeah, same with us. We, we don't brush our dog's teeth. Um, so now, <laughs> this is kind of a funny subject, but I'm going to talk about fast fashion for pups. Now, okay, I keep saying dogs. It goes the same with cats as well, or guinea pigs, or, I don't know, fish, whatever you, <laughs> whatever pet you have. Um, it's the same, the same idea. So, you might be like, what the heck are you even talking about? Like, I don't buy clothes for my dog. And... <laughs> That's, that's great. That's totally fine. Um, but I know whenever I'm at PetSmart, I always, uh, I always get drawn to the cute, like, pink shirts and all of these things for my dogs and sweaters. Um, but I would like to say it is completely 100% unnecessary to buy your dogs clothes. Even sweaters in the winter. I know some people think... Um, well, okay, I'm not going to speak for everybody because some smaller dogs, if they don't have a lot of fur, if they live somewhere really cold, a sweater might be nice, but it's really, again, it's up to you. 
but I clothes are not necessary it's completely an extra thing but that does not mean that you have to cut it out altogether if that is something that you like like bandanas or or anything like that for your dog so a couple of my tips are I personally like to sew my own clothes for for my dogs not necessarily clothes but more um, bandanas and bows and things like that for her collar um, I can link a pattern the pattern I use in um, in our blog post I actually designed it myself and it um, it's it's so easy to make it's literally just like one um, it's just one okay I don't know what to say I don't know <laughs> but it's really easy I'll just link it in the blog for you guys to check out and it's very versatile so you can alter it um, accordingly to your dog's uh, to your dog's size if you have big dogs or small dogs. Um, so yeah, sewing your own is always adoption. And I mentioned this in my blog post about fast fashion for humans. Um, but whenever you're buying fabrics, I strongly, strongly recommend buying them at some place like a swap meet or something like that because the fabric is, all of the fabric there is new. It's not like old and you can buy however much you want if they're on bolts. But the only thing is that's the fabric that um, basically got uh, turned away or discarded from from like big clothing companies. Maybe maybe they had too much of it or they they just didn't like it. And that's where the fabric. It's really high quality fabric, and you can buy it for so cheap. It's I've never seen a fabric sold for more than $3 a yard at the swap meet that I go to. Um, compared to Joann's, you can find fabric for like $20 a yard if you're lucky. So um, those are my tips. And then also, if you don't want to sew, you can find bandanas and clothes for pets on Etsy. Um, that would be better than um, like these big dog companies like, uh, like PetSmart or Petco um just because they are homemade by people and it's not they're not made in huge machines they're all made by hand um and then yeah okay so that's that's all I have to say about that this was a really short episode I know but it's it's a uh kind of important topic that a lot of people forget to cover so thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something new. Subscribe to stay tuned. We post once a week and have a plethora of interesting content planned for you guys coming in the near future. When you aren't listening to our podcast, feel free to give us a follow on our Instagram page or our Pinterest page as well as our blog. We are at Sustained Loving Kindness Podcast on Instagram and Pinterest, and you can find the link to our blog on our podcast page labeled as our website. We love each and every one of you so, so much. Have a wonderful day, and we can't wait to see you guys back next episode. Bye! Bye!